This episode is sponsored by me, Andy Hill, the host of this show. If you're looking for someone to support you on your family, wealth, and happiness journey, I'm taking on a select number of coaching clients this year. To work with me one-on-one for your family finances, go to marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching to learn more. We hope our example allows them to discover their own special path for giving. This way, we create a legacy of generosity that carries on well past our time. This show is dedicated to helping you strengthen your family tree and live financially free. Welcome to the Marriage, Kids, and Money podcast, everybody. This is Andy Hill, and today we're going to do three different things. First, I'm going to be sharing the alternative approach to 10% giving that our family has been enjoying over the past few years. Second, we're back with our Be The Change segment. This quarter, we're featuring DAFI, the Donor Advised Fund for You. That's what DAFI stands for, D-A-F-F-Y. Anyway, I'm going to chat with Adam Nash, the CEO and co-founder of DAFI, about what a donor advised fund is and why families should consider one for their charitable giving adventures. And last but not least, we're back with another money quiz with my daughter, Zoe. I love Zoe so much. I know you guys can tell that, but anyway, she's awesome. My daughter's going to be reading the review of the month, and I'm going to be quizzing her with some fun money questions that will test her knowledge, and you guys can play along as well, and maybe make some guesses at home and see how it goes. All right, let's jump into today's show. The idea of 10% giving has been around for thousands of years. Traditionally, this has been seen as a donation to your local house of worship. While giving and growing one's religion is very important, the impact on non-religious causes and charities around the world is also a crucial consideration for our generosity. Giving to our family, friends, and neighbors in need should ideally make its way into our planning as well. Depending on your situation, these people could be the most important people in your life. So what's the right answer when we're talking about 10% giving and we're factoring in all these different areas in our lives? Well, the truth is there's no one right answer when it comes to how to give away your money. Giving is very personal and giving is very unique. To offer you some inspiration on your family generosity journey, I'm going to share how our family evolved from not giving much to rewriting the script on 10% giving. First, I'm going to share how we went from 1% giving to around 3% giving. Around five years ago, we became mortgage-free, and our net worth crossed over the $500,000 mark for the first time. This was a huge milestone for our young family because just seven years earlier, we had a negative net worth. We felt incredibly happy knowing that our financial house was finally getting in order. This type of financial security and wealth building practice made us feel like we were headed in the right direction. I had an overwhelming sense of gratitude for our position and a desire to give back. So I decided to calculate how much we were actually giving back through charitable giving and gifts to our local church. My Quick math showed me that we were giving away less than 1% of our after-tax income. This realization made me feel like we could do a lot more. Now, there was nothing wrong with what we were doing, but again, we felt like we could do a lot more. The following year, we made a goal of increasing our charitable giving to 3%. 
of our income. Given that this percentage was above average for our income level, we felt like this was an attainable goal to ladder up to. By increasing our income and lowering our expenses, we factored in the new line items for our monthly budget. We automated the process by giving to our church and favorite charities on a monthly basis automatically. This way, we wouldn't forget to donate. When the year came to a close, we ended up giving around 3.5% of our income to charity. It felt like this action was allowing us to progress toward the true wealth we wanted for our family. And then we went from 3% to 5% giving. After increasing our charitable giving and finding charities that aligned with our values, we decided to ladder up to 5% the following year. With the blessings that we'd been given in our lives, it felt right to give back even more. We decided to modify our giving to follow a structure of local, national, and global. Let me tell you what I'm talking about here. Local giving, this was contributing to organizations that provide a real impact in the community where we live. And then national giving, this is supporting charities that are fighting for an issue that affects our entire country. And then lastly, global giving. This is giving to nonprofits that are working on important issues that make the world a better place for us all to live. With this new strategy, we got excited about researching organizations through sites like Charity Navigator. This helped us to understand each of the charity's backgrounds and how much our donations are really going to the causes that we care about. As our financial lives continued to prosper, our giving amount did as well. We hit our goal of 5% giving that year. Now let's talk about how we went from 5% to 10% giving. Although we were enjoying giving more to causes that we cared about, we did struggle with giving away our money and not seeing the impact that it was making. Now, this may sound like a selfish thought, but it was, and honestly still is, a real thought of ours. So for our next goal, we decided to increase up to 10% giving, but do it in our own new way. 5% still went to charitable giving, 4% went to family and friends giving, and then 1% went to random acts of kindness giving. We kept consistent with that 5%, like I said, but we thought it would be fun to give to others like our family and our friends and our neighbors in need. So let's talk about family and friends giving. I always wanted to be the uncle who gave my nephews and nieces nice gifts. Or the guy that would go to the wedding and give the big cash gift to the happy couple. That's what this new 4% category has allowed us to do over the past few years. We give away 4% of our income to our family and friends in the form of gifts and cash. When my nephew expresses an interest in learning how to invest in the stock market, guess who is ready to buy him his first ETF? Yeah, we are. (laughs) And it's a lot of fun too. And then we got random giving as well. There's an early 90s movie called My Blue Heaven, where the main character played by Steve Martin is a very generous tipper. Now, I haven't watched this movie in probably 20 years, so it may may not hold up. Sometimes Nicole and I watch movies that we thought were great in the 90s, and then we watch them, we just sort of cringe. But anyway, I have fond memories (laughs) of this movie and the very generous tipper that was played by uh, Steve Martin. 
Martin. I always thought it was so cool. He's given out big tips to people working in the service industry as a way of expressing gratitude. And I just thought it was so cool. And it's something I wanted for our family as well. So we decided to give away 1% of our income each year randomly. We've done this for the past few years, and man, is it fun. Last year, I gave a $100 tip to the workers at my favorite donut shop. They were so elated. They were giving each other high fives and big smiles. It was just so fun. It's somewhere that I go often, and it was so nice to bless them and say thank you in a big way. So it's something to consider, right? This is a different way to look at 10% giving. Now, is it okay to not do 10% giving? Yes, of course. Just like investing and personal finance in general, giving is super personal. There is no one right way to give. If you're able to give anything, whether it's your money, your time, or your voice, that is beautiful. We just got to a point in our lives where we felt like we could do more. So we did. We learned a lot about ourselves and our values and our preferences along the way. Over the next few years, I bet our methodologies will change even more. It'll be a process of discovery, and I think we'll have a lot of fun figuring it out together. The best part of all, honestly, is that our two kids are a part of the journey as well. They save a portion of the money they earn each month and give to their favorite charities, family members, friends, or even just randomly like we do. We hope our example allows them to discover their own special path for giving. This way, we create a legacy of generosity that carries on well past our time. Well, enough from my side, everyone. I want to hear from you. What do you think of our alternative spin on 10% giving? How do you prefer to give? Please let me know by sharing this episode on social media at Marriage Kids and Money on Instagram or Facebook or at Andy Hill MKM on LinkedIn. I hope this would be a fun conversation for us to talk about knowing that giving is super personal and super unique. And maybe you can share how you like to give. Thanks so much. Are you looking for someone to walk alongside you on your journey to family financial independence? Well, I would love to help you achieve your goals and help your family thrive. I work with couples, individuals, and families all around the U.S. via video chat and can assist in the following areas. Becoming debt-free, growing your net worth, crafting and sticking to your budget, reviewing Coast Fire plans, developing strategies to build generational wealth for your kids, and designing your future work optional lifestyle. Doesn't that sound nice? <laughs> if you're interested in working with me one-on-one, you can book a time with me by visiting marriagekidsandmoney.com coaching. I would love to help you strengthen your family tree and live financially free. Visit marriagekidsandmoney.com coaching to learn more, or you can click the link in our show description. If you're looking to improve your financial situation, it helps when you're able to cut out unnecessary costs. Cell phone services are a necessity for sure, but we don't need to be overpaying for them, right? That's why I like Tello Mobile, a phone service worth talking about. We've been fully on board as a family with Tello for over two years now, and we are so happy that we made the switch. For us, the reception and data service is better than Verizon, and our costs were nearly cut in half. 
Tello runs on the T-Mobile network and it's wowing new customers like us with their rock bottom prices and stellar service. With over 10,000 reviews, Tello is rated as excellent on Trustpilot, and this is quite rare in the wireless world. Nicole and I went for the unlimited data, minutes, and texting plan for only 25 bucks per month each. Isn't that crazy? You heard that right. $25 is their most expensive plan, actually. And Tello is running a special offer for MKM listeners right now. Check out Tello today at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello. That's marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello. And use the code MKM20 to get 20% off on your first month of service for any Tello plan above that $10 per month mark. Again, use MKM20 to get 20% off at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello, and you'll be supporting this show. Hurry up. The code is valid until April 19th, 2024. Marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello. For our Be The Change segment this month, we are featuring Daffy, the donor-advised fund with a mission to help people be more generous more often. I've invited the co-founder and CEO of Daffy, Adam Nash, on the show today. We're going to discuss the advantages of a donor-advised fund and how Daffy makes the process easier and better. Welcome to the show, Adam. Andy, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for coming on and talking about this important topic. Now, first things first, what is a donor-advised fund? Donor advised funds have been around for a long time, but most people haven't heard of them. It's a tax advantage account, not unlike a 401k or an IRA for retirement or a 529 plan for college. A donor advised fund is a simple account where you can put money or assets into it, get that tax deduction for making a charitable contribution, and then have the money invested tax-free for you so that you can donate to any legal charity in the U.S. anytime you want with all those benefits of having the time to pick the organization and causes that mean the most to you. Got it. So how does this differ from me just donating to my favorite charity directly as opposed to a donor advice fund? I guess, what are the advantages of doing that? Well, there's a few advantages, really three. Giving is, is a few hard problems wrapped up into one. The first hard problem is how much can you afford to give? Most people don't have giving in their budget. And so every time someone asks you, you're reaching into your wallet and trying to think, can I do that this month? And donor advised funds really abstract that problem away. The second problem, of course, is making that decision of which organization to give your money to. And then again, donor advised funds give you that ultimate gift of time to actually make those decisions intelligently so you feel good about where your money's going. And then the third reason turns out to be taxes. The U.S. tax system is based on the calendar year. Some people have good years and not so good years. And the idea of putting money aside in the good years when your taxes are higher makes a lot of sense. As long as you can put that money away, get the tax deduction, and then invest that money tax-free so that you can give whenever you want. So all those three things come together and our members tell us it really changes the way they give and, and actually makes them more generous. Yeah, we're all about generosity on the show, especially on this segment of Be the Change. We want to be the change we want to see in the world. So I want to talk to you specifically about donor-advised funds because they've been around for a while. How is Daffy differentiating itself and you know, kind of being a, a disruptor in this market for donor-advised funds? Yeah, it's actually really simple. I mean, as I said, donor-advised funds have been around for a long time. And so if you go to a Fidelity or a Schwab or Vanguard, they'll, they'll have them. But the reason most of us haven't heard of them is because today they really cater to the wealthy. 
right? It's a product that advisors, high-end wealth managers, or accountants recommend to their clients. But for normal people, they may not have an advisor, they may not have an accountant, so they haven't heard of it. And the reason that happens is because the traditional firms price their accounts based on a percentage of the assets in the account, right? So they charge a fee. So if you have $10,000 in an account, you pay 10 times more than someone who has $1,000 in an account. And so most of those institutions focus on very wealthy people with a lot of money to give away. But most Americans aren't like that. Most people, the 60 million households every year who give to charity in the U.S., give to a few organizations, three to five, maybe a few hundred dollars, and we built Daffy for them. Daffy is a donor-advised fund where instead of charging a percentage of assets, we charge a flat membership fee. It's very inexpensive. And we've really designed the app with modern technology to make it easier for people and their families to give. Yeah, not only does it probably encourage the giving, but it makes the process a little bit more fun and accessible. So you said cost, as opposed to Fidelity or Schwab or those guys, what do you guys charge per month for that? We actually start at a free tier. So if you are giving under $100, you just want to get started, you want to put aside $10 every week or $25 every month, you can use Daffy to do that. Most of our members pay $3 a month. It's $5 for a family plan. And at the very high end, we have tiers for people who want to contribute an unlimited amount of stock in crypto. But that's a very small audience. The features itself are really designed around giving. We treat it like Apple Health, right? You know, it's just like getting your 10,000 steps a day. We ask you the simple question when you join, which is how much do you want to give to charity every year? And then we let you hit your goal. We help you hit your goal. And then, of course, we celebrate, right? If these apps can make it fun to spend and fun to save and fun to invest, why can't we make it fun to give? And we really designed that into the app from the ground up. Is there some automation into the process? Because I understand, you know, we have the best intention of giving, but sometimes we forget. So is there automation involved as well? Absolutely. I mean, this is one of the great things that software can do, right? Our, our mission at Daffy is to help people be more generous more often. And so the app has built in things like recurring contributions, recurring donations, right? Most people support the same organizations every year, right? Maybe it's your church or synagogue. Maybe it's your kid's school. Maybe it's your alma mater or a cause you really believe in. And most people really get upset when they forget or miss those donations. But that's natural, right? Life is busy. We have work. We have family. We have social life. And very often, giving isn't top of that list, even though it's important to people. And so when you set up your goal, we help you hit that goal by asking what organizations you care about and then making that automatic. Now, the best part is, of course, is you still have this app in your pocket so that anytime someone asks you to give to an organization you don't normally give to, you already have the money put aside to do it. And that's really a wonderful feeling to be able to give when you want to give. Now, you guys have a new feature, as I understand, Daffy for Families. Can you talk a little bit about what that is? Yeah, we're really proud of this. What we hear for our members is that most people were raised to believe that giving is part of living a good life. And it's something they want to pass on to their children. It's also something they very often share with their parents, their siblings, grandparents, a whole host of people. And so Daffy for Families lets you add up to 24 people onto an account where you as the organizer can fund the account, of course, and make decisions about what to give to, but any family member can make a recommendation. I mean, if Apple can do it for iTunes and 
Amazon can do it for shopping. I have four children myself, and so I get plenty of these requests. It seems like it's a part of modern parenting. I mean, even Xbox has a family plan. But none of the existing donor-advised funds did, and we were shocked to find that out. And so we designed Daffy to support families because it makes it a wonderful way to engage your children or your family on these topics of who you give to and why. I mean, I'll tell you personally, my children are all on it. I made a donation with my wife like we do every year to the Monterey Bay Aquarium. We love it. It's, it's a wonderful institution. And my oldest candyman said, how long have we been supporting the Monterey Bay Aquarium? I love that place. We should go more often. And it may sound small, but it's very hard to get those moments with your family members, with your children. We, we may get them around Thanksgiving once or twice a year, but the app, we think, can help spark those conversations on an ongoing and natural pace that makes parenting just a little bit easier. Now, you co-founded this organization. Was it the fact that you were a father and you wanted to have more of these conversations with your kids? Or what was the reason you wanted to start Daffy? Yeah, the founder journey is always funny. It always comes from multiple places. And, and Daffy was actually started during the pandemic, where I think there was a lot of awareness around the need to support local organizations and support each other. But yeah, actually, my, my kids did influence me. I have four children, as I mentioned. And they all went to this wonderful school that has this nice tradition. Every Friday, the kids are asked to bring in spare change and they put it in a little piggy bank. And then once a quarter, they all vote on which local organization to give that money to. And it's a wonderful way to teach children to put money aside for those less fortunate than themselves. And I asked myself, why, why do we teach our children to do this, but we don't do it ourselves as adults? And then it hit me. They do. Actually, the wealthy do do this. Sometimes they do it for tax reasons, but the donor-advised fund exists. It's just no one knows about it. And I've had the good fortune to be involved in technology for most of my career. I spent the last 10 years on financial applications like Wealthfront, where I was a CEO, or Acorns, where I was on the board. And I said that same question, like, why can we help people save, right? Millions of people saving with Acorns, millions of people investing in apps like Wealthfront and Robinhood, but why can't we do the same for giving? It's a huge market. I mean, individuals like you and me give over 300 billion a year to charity in the US. And yet, where are those great apps and tools to do that? And so, fortunately, one of my favorite engineers that I worked with at LinkedIn was available, and he had worked on philanthropy too. And we decided to take the leap and start Daffy. I mean, Daffy literally stands for the Donor Advised Fund for You. I love that. That's a great name. And I'm, I'm glad to see the power of, of big tech coming together for philanthropy. And I think it's a fantastic cause. Now, if you could look five years in the future, I know you guys are a newer organization. Where do you see major success? Where do you see your five years out saying, yeah, we did it. I feel really good where we are. What happens in five years from now for you? I mean, for us, it's a very simple idea. We, we think that this is a wonderful way for individuals and families to give. And so for us, we just want to see more people in the Daffy community sharing the organizations and causes that they believe in and that they support. I've been on the board of a couple nonprofits. I'm a co-chair of one right now. And I will tell you, nonprofits, there's almost 2 million of them across the U.S. And they struggle. They struggle to find the people to volunteer. They, find, they struggle to find people for their events. They, of course, struggle for fundraising, but also to find people on their boards and to get involved with their services there's no place for them to go. You can't assume that Instagram or Facebook or Twitter is the right place to go for giving. And so our hope is that as we build this community, the community will start inspiring each other 
with ideas about who to give to and why they give and why they support organizations. We have a feature on Daffy. It's optional. But whenever you give to an organization, you can leave a note, just like Amazon or Yelp, about why you give. And these notes are deeply personal and moving, right? People talk about parents and grandparents who have passed away and their support for organizations or supporting people who are in similar situations. And, you know, in a world where we don't get enough exposure to the good that people do every day, we really hope this can become a place where people who care about giving and care about others can find other like-minded individuals to inspire them. I can give you a little background anecdote too from the note-giving side of things. My son, we encouraged him to give and think about the things that he was very thankful for in his life. And he was very thankful for his home. And he said, oh, I want to give to people who don't have a home. You know, So we, so we gave to uh, an organization called Say Detroit here in Metro Detroit that helps people who don't have homes get homes. And so he gave his $8, his allowance money, chore money. And then he wrote a little note to the organization just saying, you know, I want to give people roofs, help people have roofs so they can have a home. Not only did they write him back, but the founder, Mitch Album, a best-selling author, asked him to come on his radio show and got to meet him in person. And they had a great conversation. And my son, that it was recorded, kind of helped as, as well, has now has this lifelong desire to want to give back because he saw the impact and because he saw that people really get help in this certain situation. And I think it's fantastic to not only make these connections and give the donations, but also to reach out to a broader purpose in your life. And I think you guys are doing that with Daffy. So thank you very much for being on the show today and telling us about your great organization. Where can people learn more about Daffy and learn to sign up? Oh, it's very simple. So we were the first fully functional donor advice fund in the App Store. So if you go to the Apple App Store, you can just search for Daffy. You'll find it and download the app and get started. If you don't want to do that, you can just go to daffy.org and learn all about the service. And like I said, you can try it out for free. Excellent. Adam, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. And I am honored to talk to you knowing that you are on this mission to be the change you want to see in the world. I love it. No, thank you, Andy. And thank you for having us. As a quick reminder, this show is for entertainment purposes only, my friends. Be sure to seek out a professional for your specific situation. To keep the show running and to help your buddy Andy smile, I would like to ask you to do one quick favor for our family show. If you like the show, please leave us a positive rating and review in Apple Podcasts or Spotify. That type of feedback helps more people to find and consider this show. Now, to encourage you to leave a review, each month we do a book giveaway. And we received three reviews since our last book giveaway offer. This quarter, we're giving away three different books from past podcast guests. The Good Life Lessons... <laughs> the Good Life Lessons from the World's Longest Scientific Study of Happiness by Robert Waldinger and Mark Schultz. The Cafe on the Edge of the World by John Strzelecki. And Money Made Easy, How to Budget, Pay Off Debt, and Save Money by Allison Baggerly. Those are your three options, my friends. And to help me pick my winner this week, we've got Zoe Hill. Gotta help me once again. She's here and she's biting me. So let me ask you a question. How's middle school, Zoe? Not good. Okay. I No, I hate it. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that, sweetheart. Well, you can always come home from middle school and hang out with your dad. Okay, I'll come during eight days before French. Do you want me to steal you from school one day? Yes. 
Let me know which day and I'll just come pick you up early. Okay, but it can't be a B day. But you like the B days? Yes. A days are no good. I hate A days. B days are awesome. Before we do the review, let's do another money quiz. Sound good? Question number one. Recently, we tried to buy some Olivia Rodrigo tickets and they sold out right away. Super frustrating. In fact, her concert was so popular, the tickets that were being resold to us were upwards of $900 for seats where you couldn't even see the stage. You're like behind like a pole, right? So I have a question for you that's Olivia Rodrigo specific. What is the name of the most listened to Olivia Rodrigo song according to Spotify? Is it A, Bad Idea Right, or B, Good For You, or C, Vampire? Is it B? It is B, Good For You, because it's been around for a really long time, right? Because I've chatted on her first album, which was oh, called... Yeah, Sour. Sour, right? And what's her current album called? Guts. Guts, awesome. What's your favorite song on Guts? Ballad of a Homeschooled Girl. I like that one, too. It's very catchy music out there, parents. Uh, it does have some swear words, uh, yeah, so you might want to yeah. look into the clean version. But uh, Zoe likes to just talk over the swear words so her dad doesn't hear him in the car when I she's screaming it. I don't hear him. Anyway, question number two. November is a month of forgiving, right? But I really can't forgive school for putting me all this traumatic events. So that, that has nothing to do with my question. But it does. Okay. Anyway, November is a month for giving. Zoe, why do you think it's important to give some of your money to charities and causes that you believe in? Well, I think it's important because some of the stuff you have, other people's don't. So other people don't. So it's like I have say a home other people don't and you, you want to help those people so i feel like it's a good idea to give to help people well zoe i have a question for you so we recently did the big give just like just a bit ago who did you give to and why i give to the malala foundation what does the malala fund do basically so there's a lot of girls that want to go to school and there's a lot of girls that want to do stuff but men some men won't let us do that in other countries. Like, they won't let us go to school, for example. Mm -hmm. Why don't they want them to go to school? What are they afraid of? They're afraid that women will be smarter than them. Mm. And they already are. That's right. And Malala Fund is doing what? The Malala Fund is helping women mm -hmm. go to school. I love it. I love it. Congratulations, Zoe. That's a correct answer. I love it. All right, let's jump on to question three here. Thanksgiving, it's coming up. I want you to name three things that you have in your life that you are grateful for right now. Number one, I'm thankful for family. Mm -hmm. Number two, I'm thankful for friends. Yeah. Number three, I'm thankful for food, water, a home, internet, Wi-Fi, screen time, my cats, PC Bazuni, my room, Target, shopping, money, YouTube. I love those and things. And everything I like. I like it. Congratulations, Definitely Zoe. not thankful for school. Not thankful for school. I I'm understand. I'm definitely not thankful for school. <laughs> well, that's a correct answer. You did three and more. You get extra credit no, in this school of daddy here. So congratulations, Zoe. Thank you very much for participating in the money quiz once again. Let's do that review. So can you ask Google to pick a number between one and three? Hey, Google, pick a number between one and three. 
Okay, well, our first review came in from... Came in from Ren, 1749-30116, lots of numbers. And that individual said, one of my faves. Can you read this, Zoe, here? I've been a personal finance podcast junkie for a few years now, and this is one of my favorites. So easy to listen to, and yet full of wisdom and practice tips. Hey, awesome. Thank you so much, Ren, 1749-30, lots of numbers there. No, 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 you read it wrong. Did I read it wrong? You said one niner. Thank you, Ren1749306. Oh, Exclamation. You're, oh, you're better at it than I am. And thank no you, wonder. Zoe, for reading it and hanging out with me and yeah. doing money money quiz. By the way, Ren1799, I don't have your email. If you could email me with a screenshot of this review and let me know, that way I can send you one of these awesome books that Zoe and I are giving away. And if you want us to read your review on the show and possibly give you one of these great books. Please do us a favor and leave a review for this show in Apple Podcasts Podcast or Spotify. Spotify. You go over to Spotify, you just hit those buttons, and uh, a favorable rating and review would be so helpful. Take a screenshot, send us an email at team at marriagekidsandmoney.com. That's team at marriagekidsandmoney.com, and we will potentially read your review. Zoe, thank you very much for being on the show. I'm sorry you don't like school. And I wish I could tell you that I enjoyed middle school, but I really didn't. I didn't like middle school either, <laughs> honestly. Fifth grade was my best year. Yeah. Just make some friends, hang out with them, you know. Don't need to be perfect. Just have a good time and you'll be in high school in no time. You're a good actress, at least. Yeah. Got drama coming up, right? And I can't wait to see you in your first performance as a drama lady actor. Yay. I love you. In the spirit of growth and inspiration, my daughter's always going to end the show with a quote today from Catherine Pulsifer. Giving to others will not take away from what you have, but will in fact add to your life. Let's find our own version of giving everyone and share the benefits with our kids. Carpe, Carpe diem! diem.